The scripture this morning is from Acts 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing and resting on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered because each one heard them speaking in his own tongue. And they were amazed and wondered, saying, Are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own tongue? And all those tongues from the native language listed for your reading. Skip, skip down, we hear them telling in our own tongues and mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocking said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Yea, and on my men servants and my maiden servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood before the day of the Lord comes, and great and manifest day. And it, and it shall be that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Lord, move us by the power of your Holy Spirit into those places you desire us to walk and sing and dance, to proclaim and to praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who here loves a good party? Okay, if you didn't raise your hand, I'm going to try this one more time and then I'm going to talk about you. Who here loves a good party? Me. Me, good. Me too. That's the closest thing you get to an amen in a Methodist church. We all love a good party. I'm talking about a July 4th party and everybody's raising their hands this morning. Never seen people so eager for hot dogs and hamburgers. Or maybe it has to do with the fact that we can finally see each other again and be around each other. Amen. 
and love on each other. Even Jesus loved a good party. Y'all remember his first miracle. It's tortured Baptists ever since. Changed water into wine. It was not watered down wine. It wasn't grape juice. It was wine. Even the master of wine said, you saved the best stuff till last. That's not grape juice. Where was Jesus when he did that? At a wedding reception. You know what we call that? A party. Jesus was at a party at Aldersgate. All you have to do is say two magic words. Covered dish. (laughs) And you know there is a party on the way. Throughout the centuries, the church has celebrated in high style and in low style the great days of our faith. You ever been to a church Christmas party? Of course. You ever been to a church Easter egg hunt? Of course. You ever been to a concert made up of patriotic songs at the church? Of course. We celebrate in the church. We have All Saints celebrations. When I was in the Air Force, one congregation even found a way to celebrate Baptism of the Lord Sunday. How do you celebrate Baptism of the Lord Sunday? With a party at the base swimming pool, of course. And that's what we did. Well, today is Pentecost, the the day God gifted the Holy Spirit to the church. The day that has been recognized as the birthday of the church throughout the ages. Diana Eck is a theologian and author. She's a, a a professor of religious studies at Harvard University. And she actually did, did a lot of studies and work studying Pentecost, and she discovered uh, that Pentecost was one of the most celebrated days on the church's calendar. Nowadays, most churches have a cake, happy birthday church, happy birthday Holy Spirit, and we probably have a covered dish to go along with that. But in the 10th century in Rome, the church really knew how to throw a birthday party. We have all probably seen or seen pictures of of heavenly scenes beautifully painted on the domes and vaulted ceilings of cathedrals around the world. These paintings inspired the faithful. They instilled hope. Uh, They taught our stories. They reminded people God has never lost a single battle in life. 
that God has always been aware, that God has always been present, that God has never broken a single promise. But these paintings, along with inspiring and encouraging and bringing hope, they also did something else. They also disguised some very discreet trap doors. These small openings were cut through the cathedral ceiling to the rooftop. And during the Pentecost worship, while I describe this, picture it in your head. During the Pentecost worship service, servants would climb up onto the roof. See, that's the Holy Spirit calling now, saying, that's true, that's true. And at the appropriate moment, they would release live doves through those holes. Can you see that? Can you picture that? From out of painted skies and clouds on the cathedral ceiling, swooping, diving symbols of a vitally present Holy Spirit would descend toward God's people below. And some would rejoice, and some, I think Katie got it right, they would scream. But both reactions are appropriate when the Holy Spirit comes, because the Holy Spirit comes in power. At the same moment, choir boys would imitate the rushing sound of a holy windstorm. So you have birds flying everywhere. You have the rush of wind being imitated throughout the sanctuary, reverberating. And as the doves were flying and the winds were rushing, the ceiling holes would open again. And basket after basket of rose petals would shower down on the congregation. Birds, wind, and now these red flickering bits of flowers symbolizing tongues of flame falling on all who waited in faith below. Are you feeling the power and the majesty and the mystery that this service would bring? What a magnificent moment, like the Holy Spirit coming to you personally. In the 10th century, most of these people were probably struggling to survive. A rose petal falling on their shoulder had to feel like the very hand of God blessing them. Blessing them with strength, blessing them with hope, blessing them with a message that says, do not be afraid, I am with you. By the way, those trap doors in the ceiling came to be known as Holy Spirit holes. Jim Wallace, a religious writer and editor, 
once told of the time he was present in the St. George Cathedral in South Africa during the days of apartheid when Desmond Tutu was delivering a sermon. It was interrupted by the South African security police. They, they came into the building with weapons drawn and tape recorders and cameras and a mission to intimidate Desmond Tutu and keep him from speaking boldly against the apartheid government. He stared them down and said, you are powerful. You are very powerful. But I serve a God who will not be mocked. Then a warm smile came on his face, and he said to them, Since you have already lost, I invite you today to join the winning side. Immediately, Jim Wallace says, the cowering congregation was transformed. They began to dance. Picture that in your mind. People with guns surrounding the walls, and these people are dancing. That sounds really Christian to me, you know? Paul and Silas thrown in jail. They're singing. They're praising God. Surrounded by guns, surrounded by people whose only goal was to, inti to intimidate and harm, and they're dancing. In fact, they danced their way into the streets. They danced their way past more security people. And the security forces just moved aside as the people danced. Bishop Tutu presided that day over a contemporary Pentecost. A Holy Spirit hole had opened up. And the people danced with God. As a youngish pastor, I was invited to preach at a church of another denomination. And the service was going fine. Everyone seemed excited. And then the preacher announced, the pastor announced, it was time to pray. I almost threw my body to the ground and yelled, incoming. Because everyone started praying out loud and all at once. Now, maybe that might be what you were raised with. I had never encountered that before. I was 10 feet away from the pulpit, and I had no idea how I got that far away. These were not quiet prayers. They were loud as if God was a thousand miles away. The noise was overwhelming. But as I listened, a very strange thing happened. I began to hear a spiritual symphony in that sanctuary in which everybody was taking part. This crowd over here would get loud and suddenly this crowd over here that had been so loud would suddenly calm it down. 
and pray more softly. As I watched, people fell on their knees and with tears in their eyes. Others started dancing with sublime joy written all over their faces. And when it was over, I knew something mystical and wondrous had just taken place. I knew I had just witnessed a modern-day Pentecost. A Holy Spirit hole had just opened up in the ceiling of my heart. Holy Spirit holes, are they in our church, our homes, our workplaces, our schools, our cars? Are you a Holy Spirit hole in the life of this church? Can you imagine it? Can you imagine the majesty and power of these Holy Spirit holes? Amen.